0: Do you remember as a kid participating in a camp, a sport, an after-school activity? At the end of which you received a paper award, maybe on good quality paper, or maybe it was just a color copy on plain paper. And everyone, even a person who had only shown up for the last day, received this piece of paper, declaring you an amazing participant in this activity. A participant. And that piece of paper, a participation award. But that's not really accurate, is it? Because as a participant, you didn't have to do much, if anything. Maybe a more accurate term would be a passive observer award. As adults, I think we've probably all had a similar experience. Maybe attending a training for work, where everyone who survived the six-hour PowerPoint, a tasteless catered lunch, and didn't become comatose with boredom, received a piece of paper stating they participated. In contrast, have you ever participated in an activity, a program, a relationship, where active, intentional participation was required? Like having to learn a certain amount of information or learn a skill in order to earn a diploma, a certification? Or have you ever been in a class, watched a video for the purpose of learning a skill or creating something? Like learning woodworking so you can build a birdhouse, or learning to bake so you can make cookies, or learning to tile so you can renovate your bathroom. You actually had to do something. And in doing something, you not only learned, but received a skill, a product, an active award was earned. Passive Observation versus Active Participation In today's episode, we'll explore how passive observation is becoming far easier and far more common to engage in than active participation. We'll also explore the potential detriments to the increasing presence of passive observation and also the benefits of actively participating in life and in relationships. Welcome to Limitless Thoughts, a podcast series from Limitless Life Counseling where we explore questions, thoughts, ideas, and emotions. If you've missed our other podcasts, you can check them out at any of your favorite places to listen to podcasts. I would love you to become a follower of these podcasts and to share them with others because together we can bring more light to the world. Today we're exploring Passive Observation and Active Participation. Specifically, we're exploring how this shows up in our everyday lives and relationships. My hope is for you to begin filling your life with Active Participation. But let's start with defining these ideas, beginning with Passive Observation. Passive. Passive is defined as accepting or allowing circumstances without active response. Another definition is being influenced by external factors. And a third definition, not participating. So passive happens when we are not actively involved in a circumstance, a decision, a discussion, a relationship. We are simply being observers of our experience or observers of someone else's experience. Passive is observing or following someone else, observing or following someone else's behaviors, thoughts, opinions, choices, without offering our own thoughts and opinions, without making our own choices. What does that actually look like in life? Let's start with how people get their news or become informed about current events. It used to be back when dinosaurs roamed the earth, well, maybe not that long ago. News was shared through a daily or weekly newspaper or by watching the nightly news on TV, of which there were maybe three to five channels that broadcasted the same news stories. So this meant there were maybe two to three different sources or perspectives of news because most sources reported from a similar objective perspective. And you may or may not have agreed with the perspective provided. This meant you might have actively engaged in evaluating your thoughts and opinions about the news reported. Flash forward to today news is obtained in many different ways from online sources to cable news channels and with these many different sources comes the option of selecting the perspective of news that aligns with your own thoughts opinions political views cultural views this means we no longer have to read or hear the news and then decide our opinions or thoughts about what has been reported Instead, if we only have to subscribe, click, and watch a news source who presents the subjective interpretation of current events we agree with, that means we can remain passive observers. We do not have to actively engage in evaluating the news because the evaluation has been done for us. Maybe that example doesn't work for you, because you try to avoid the news altogether. Dare I say that's a form of passive observation? Or maybe it's just avoidance. So how about this example? Maybe someone sends you a video link to a Scottish sports commentator doing commentary for videos of his dogs. It exists, and I highly recommend it for a laugh. And after watching that video, another video is suggested, similar in topic, so you watch that one, at the end of which another video is suggested, and then another, and another. And in fact, on the side of your screen is a whole list that is constantly changing of suggested videos to watch. You, ha- you never have to pick another video again, because an algorithm has decided what videos you should watch. That seems like passive observation, doesn't it? You are an observer of the videos, but you also don't have to do anything to watch another video. Or what about the content of videos and TV shows we watch? Have you ever watched someone building a treehouse? Remodeling a house, baking a cake, cooking, living in a huge mansion, designing clothes, watching a family, or even watching a bunch of people fight over a rose and a date. Can we just pause for a moment and actually think about all those things we watch? Isn't it a little strange? A little strange to be watching what are essentially life activities. Granted, life's activities, they've spiced up with some drama. Strange. Strange that we would even watch people who were just eating food. All this watching is actually observing. Passively observing. Instead of actively participating in our own life activities. Similarly, have you applied for a job recently online through a job postings website? If not, let me give you an example of the job application process. Upload your resume and then wait to be contacted via email or text for an opportunity to speak with a person representing the company. Before job board websites existed, to find a job, you might have had to call on the phone to check if a company was hiring, or you might have driven around dropping off paper copies of your resume. And you might have even visited these companies multiple times to follow up with them. But now, with job postings websites, you don't even have to get out of your pajamas to upload a resume and potentially get a response. It might even be the first interview is over the phone. And, because you clicked on that job posting, the website will automatically notify you for the next 20 years if similar job postings are available. No active job searching required. In fact, the only active piece of applying for a job is clicking the button to upload your resume. What about selecting books online? or ordering items online, or searching different topics online. All we have to do is click and immediately receive suggestions, information. In fact, our web browser will begin to decide what websites or news stories or links might be most relevant to us based on our search history. Side note, I sometimes wonder about the algorithm they use based on my searches. Or maybe I should wonder more about my life because I seem to be getting a lot of suggestions for cookie recipes, the Great British Bake Off, and standard poodles? Maybe our passive observation is actually a reflection of what's happening in our life. At this point you might be thinking, but all those examples are news, entertainment, and purchasing. Those are all consumer activities. So what? It's not like passive observation happens in relationships. Really? Passive observation is just as present, if not more present, in our relationships. For example, have you been on a dating website or app lately? Or have you heard about a friend or a family member's experience with dating websites and apps? Swipe left for no thank you. Swipe right for yes please. Instead of hello my name is, instead of approaching and introducing yourself to a real live human being, you just have to swipe. Now some of you might be saying, I met my partner the old fashioned way, face to face, in real life, and I really had to work to get their attention, to start the relationship. Great. I applaud you for recognizing the active participation you engaged in to begin a relationship with your partner. But that doesn't mean there aren't still passive ways you engage in your relationship. Have you ever texted your partner? Isn't texting a little less active than calling them or even looking up from your phone screen and actually asking them as they sit in front of you The same question you just texted them. What about your friendships? Do you build friendships by liking people? Following people? Friending people? Do you connect with friends and extended family through email or posting a general comment or summary about your life that you hope friends and family will read and comment on? Do you text or post rather than pick up the phone and have a conversation? Or do you text and post rather than actually seeing these people face to face? And the emotions you feel. Do you only share them with others by sending a smiley face, a thumbs up? A tiny little emoticon that doesn't actually represent the depth of your emotion but with the hopes of receiving support from a friend a family member passive observation is more present in our lives than we realize in this form of participation while providing us with some great benefits in expanding our access to information and providing a means to connect with others, it does have some very detrimental effects. We might better understand those detrimental effects if we better understand active participation. Before I guide you in exploring active participation, let's take a short break because maybe this is an opportunity to run to the fridge for a snack rather than passively texting an order for pizza on the food delivery app you downloaded. Welcome back. So we've explored passive observation. Now let's explore active participation. Starting with the definition. Active is defined as engaging or preparing to engage in an activity. Another definition is motion or change. So active could be viewed as intentional engagement in an activity, intentional engagement in a discussion, intentional engagement in a decision in a relationship. Active is pursuing a goal. Active is developing an opinion, a thought, an idea. Active is sharing opinions, thoughts, and ideas. Active is seeking more information, learning new concepts, new skills. Active is engaging in relationships through actions and words active is change. Active is growth. What does active participation in life look like? Let me use the same examples I used with passive observation. First, learning about current events. Active participation is gaining news from several different news sources with different viewpoints, then exploring the common facts they share, exploring what information is conflicting, and then formulating your understanding of the information presented and maybe even developing opinions based on this information. What about when we watch videos or search for books? Active participation might mean acknowledging and maybe even viewing other suggestions, but also actively searching for videos and books beyond those suggested. Or even greater active participation is deciding to build the treehouse or bake the cake from the video you've watched. What about job searches? Active participation is pursuing jobs suggested by a jobs website, but also actively searching for jobs through other websites or even walking into a business to hand them a paper copy of your resume. Active job searching is connecting with or networking with people in your career path to find a job, actively pursuing potential jobs. What about relationships? Active participation in relationships means engaging with another person without the use of an electronic device. It means having conversation with words verbalized from your mouth rather than verbalized from your thumbs. It means being in the physical presence of another person and even sharing in physical touch. It means going beyond liking, friending, and reposting by engaging in conversation. It means actively being a friend rather than just friending. It means sharing actual emotions in the presence of others, like crying and laughing instead of sending an emoticon. Active participation in relationships also means sharing in the responsibility of caring for each other. Not in the sense of you being responsible for that other person's actions or emotions. It's responsibility in the sense of owning your 50% of the argument, owning your 50% of the co-parenting, your 50% of helping with the dog, the dishes, the laundry it means at times offering more than 50 percent because you can see that's what's needed because you know the other person will do the same when you need more help or engagement from them it means sharing your thoughts your opinions it means contributing your voice when making decisions it means engaging in the relationship so a quick review Passive is being an observer in life and in relationships. Active is being engaged in sharing in life and relationships. I've mentioned passive observation in life can be detrimental. What do I mean by this? Detrimental because being a passive observer is stagnating in life whoa (laughs) weird word stagnating or stagnant do you know what stagnant means stagnant means unchanging like water that is trapped in a hole water that doesn't move water that begins to turn brown that begins to smell, water that has become stagnant from just sitting. Being stagnant in life is when we view the same news feed that aligns with our same beliefs, so we don't have to shift or move in our thoughts, our opinions. Stagnant is only viewing the suggested videos. Or passively viewing life activities on videos or TV, so we don't have to be active in our own lives. Being stagnant means we aren't challenged to explore and grow in our thoughts, our opinions, our beliefs, our skills, our abilities. We just have to go through the motions. Or sometimes just remain motionless. We can grow stagnant to the point of mindlessly drifting through our life. Feeling disconnected because we've grown stagnant in our thoughts. We've grown distant in our relationships. Our relationships. An even greater consequence of passive observation of stagnation occurs in relationships. Social distancing seems to have become a new phrase in our language. I'm convinced it will be added to the dictionary. If not the official dictionary, at least the cultural or slang dictionary. But we are using this phrase incorrectly. We've used social distancing to describe and define the physical separation people have been observing in regards to a pandemic but it feels more accurate to use social distancing to describe and define when we become passive or stagnant in relationships. Every time we swipe, we like, we follow, we friend, we send an emoticon, we text, we become socially distant from others. We place a screen between ourselves and the other person. We place a socially distanced barrier between ourselves and the other person. We challenge our ability to genuinely connect with others. If passive observation is to stagnate in life, active participation is to thrive. Rather than still, lifeless water, thriving is flowing water that starts in a mountain stream, feeds into a river, feeds into an ocean. Active participation challenges us to explore and grow in our thoughts, opinions, beliefs, skills, and abilities. Thriving searches out information, searches out jobs, becomes an entrepreneur. Thriving builds the treehouse, bakes the cake. Thriving picks up the phone and calls a friend, makes eye contact with your partner, hugs your kids. Thriving is living water that feeds the soul. So what is the application in all of this? What can you do to become a more active participant in your life, in your relationships? First, develop an awareness of what areas in your life you are passive. What areas in your life you are stagnating. And develop an awareness of the areas in your life you are actively participating in. The areas you are thriving. The areas you are feeding your soul. And those areas that are stagnant in your life, how can you begin to grow? Is it broadening your news feed? Is it finding other videos or books that might be different than the suggested videos or books? Is it building the treehouse? Baking the cake? Is it setting the electronics aside and actually engaging in the presence of another person? Actively being a friend, actively being a partner, actively being a parent? Please don't hear me say in all of this that technology and social media are the downfall of society because technology and social media have their place but it's the amount and the reliance on the passive forms of participating in life that can turn them from supportive to detrimental. By amount, I mean the collective amount of passive observation in your life, an amount that turns your life into just an endless repetition of clicks, swipes, likes, friends, and texts. And it's the reliance on being a passive observer to the point of comfort. But a comfort that is actually uncomfortable. Especially when faced with a circumstance, a relationship that asks for, or even requires active participation. That comfort becoming uncomfortable when there isn't an algorithm making the decision or suggestion for you. Uncomfortable when there isn't a screen between you and the other person. Without active participation in life, in relationship, decisions are less choice and more suggestion. Circumstances just happen rather than being made. Relationships become socially distant. We were created to engage in life, engage in relationships, to explore, to grow, to thrive. The question is, how are you going to open your mind, open your heart, open your soul to living, thriving water? How are you going to thrive today. Till next time. Thanks for listening.